0: When you think of HR in the workplace, you don't immediately think of artificial intelligence. There's only one company, Phenum, that's setting out to make a statement. Phenum's AI is helping global enterprises create talent experiences so HR can hire, grow, and retain the next billion people. Visit ai.phenom.com. That's ai dot, dot com to learn about ai for hr and register for phenom ai day happening today live at 11 a.m or available anytime on demand this special event will feature field experts working with the world's biggest enterprises trust me you don't want to miss this
1: The future of work isn't about shareholder value, technology, metrics, or automation. It's about being human and putting people first through actionable love. Welcome to the Love in Action podcast, where we hold deep conversations with extraordinary people to help you grow as a leader and expand your business. Here's your host, Marcel Schwantes.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Love and Action Podcast, this show where we explore the intersection of business leadership, culture, and practical love. Please share the episode with a friend so we can continue to spread the love and action message globally. One of the features of this show is to talk to leaders and prominent executives of companies with great work cultures and great brands, companies that believe in human empowerment, where people and the business both flourish. And you know, in this age, with this whole great resignation, with COVID still impacting lives, we need more business leaders to step up and demonstrate care and love in action in a business context. And today we get to feature one of those leaders, I'm excited to have on the show Mahe Biretti, CEO of Phenum, one of Inc. 5000's fastest growing companies. Phenom is a leader in the HR technology space and also the proud sponsor of today's episode. And I'm going to have Mahe explain exactly what his company does in a few minutes. Now, Mahe is a passionate entrepreneur leading Phenum in a mission to help a billion people Find the right job opportunity. That's billion with a B. He previously co-founded several successful technology companies, including SnipSnap, Beja Health, and Nexus Software. He now joins us. Mahi, great to have you. Welcome to the Love in Action Podcast. Marshall, thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah. It's a nice to be here. Likewise, I appreciate you coming on the show. I love featuring and I know I got I got to take a look at Phenom and how you guys work, your product line, your brand, and I love everything about it. So it's quite an honor to have you here. So before we dive into Phenom and and your work, your leadership, and your big ideas, we always start with
1: this. You ready? What's your story? So my story is about three things. It's about business, technology, and spirituality. I combine cocktails of those and really live my life. And that's all it really comes down to. There are only three things which I really prioritize in my life, my family phenom, and my spiritual evolution. And that's pretty much what my story is.
0: That is so intriguing to me because, well, I get the business part, I get the tech part. The spirituality part is something that I think, if you don't mind, would you share? What is that like? I mean, how has that evolved for you as a person?
1: So after my undergrad, I started really getting into meditation. I got connected with it. And it always gave me a very good feel about, like, uh, when I'm 20, uh, about like, what meditation means. Before my family don't have any association with it, but I was super connected to it. And then after we got married, my wife had our first kid. Through that process, we actually thought about really getting into, like, at that time, Phenom also has started. We thought, like, uh, why don't we get into spirituality a bit more? It was a conscious thought and it can really evolve you as a person. So from there on, for the last uh, six, seven years, I meditate every day for an hour and I go silence every quarter for three days. And then I meditate. And then if you take on average 10 to 12 days a year, I be silent and meditate. So, uh, and that was a core fundamental of how I think about business. Because to me, business is actually evolution of an individual and a group of people coming together for a common purpose. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: Okay, so the meditation, before we get into the story of your entrepreneurial journey, let me end this one on the meditation with this. How is meditating, and and as part of that spiritual evolution of yours, how does that help you leading a company like Phenom on a day-to-day basis?
1: See, the the core principle of meditation is being quieter so that you basically can really control most of your thoughts. More than control, you get into a a very quieter state. And that's where your actual creativity flows to a next level. So that quiet space gives you to start thinking and self-reflecting who you are and what you want to be we all have flaws and which flaw you want to really correct and to make the company better and make your life better.
0: Yeah, I get that. It's really, I mean, being in that quiet space helps to kind of drown out all the voices and kind of let you stay in the moment so that you can just kind of know where you're headed by listening to maybe maybe one voice, wherever that voice comes from. It's To me, it's quiet space to to kind of give you direction. Because, you know, I mean, as a CEO, you probably get feedback from all kinds of places and lots of people and good and bad feedback. And sometimes it's all, that's what it is. It's just feedback, it's noise, right? So a meditative state for me is to just drown out all the outside forces and influences in my life to just kind of stay centered. And from that, personally, I, because I also do meditation, I get more clarity and I get more focus and it helps me to know what to do next. I mean, does that resonate with you, Mahi?
1: Yeah, there is no doubt. I always believe this way. A rough sea is what your day-to-day life is. A still sea is what meditation gives you so that you can see the direction of where you want to go in the middle of the ocean in a beautiful way.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, Mahi, so let's talk a little about your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, you've you've founded or co-founded several companies. So now bring us up to speed on what led you to, you know, founding Phenom. I mean, what's the why behind it all?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. So as a kid, like I grew up in India, so I always am fascinated by business. My dad used to own a small pharmacy. When I'm 10, I used to open a pharmacy. If you give me a prescription, I can give you drugs. And my whole town knows me. (laughs) Any other part of the world, you'll be arrested. Uh, but in India, it's okay. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. And at 10, like, I don't know money that well. Uh, like, and the reason I used to do it is because I used to think prescription is a puzzle to identify where the drugs are and to really see, like, what is the matches. The second thing is there is a wow factor when a person gives you a 10-year-old prescription. Oh, my, like, this kid can do that. And the second minute is, oh, my God, what this kid will do to my life. The wow and the fear and the puzzle Constantly motivated me. That's why I'm in business. Like, because those kinds of extreme expressions you normally don't see anywhere else. And that yeah. gives you guidance to what you want to do. So that's where the company got. Like, so my dad always used to say, My kid will give jobs to thousands of people guaranteed. So I always want to be an entrepreneur. That's what my entrepreneur journey is.
0: That's great. That's great. All right. Let's get familiar with Phenom because I'm very, you noticed in my introduction, I didn't talk too much about Phenom. I just said HR. HR tech leader, but there's so much more than that. And you wouldn't even actually call yourself an HR company, right? I, I saw some of the uh, PR press packet that, I, that was sent to me that you'd rather be known as a technology company that is redefining the talent experience. So talk about what Phenom does, what's the company's purpose, and how are you doing all that?
1: So Phenom has started with a simple philosophy. Why can't job search be much more simple? Why it's so complicated? Why it's so convoluted right now? And how can we simplify? That's where the company has started. We looked at the talent life cycle, how talent comes in and how talent nurtures and how they evolve to realize their full, full potential. In that particular scope, in the talent life cycle, there are four major players, the candidate, the recruiter, the employee, and your manager. So how can we really improve the experience for all these stakeholders in a much more thoughtful way? How can we personalize for them? How can we automate them? And that's what our product does. We deliver a talent experience for all the key stakeholders in a much more personalized way. And there are spots where there are mundane tasks they don't want to do. That's what we automate.
0: Okay, so... Good. I love that. So let's dig in a little bit on the AI and automation side of improving the experience for all those four stakeholders. I mean, talk a little bit about how does it happen? What role does AI and automation play in making this, this a memorable experience for all those four stakeholders?
1: Yep. Yeah. So if you really look at personalization and automation are the two core elements. Take a candidate who comes for looking for a job. Let's say I'm a salesperson looking for a job. like, And if I search for sales and I'm in Philly, so I know where you are and what you're really looking for. Now, how can I personalize for you as you come back or as you really look for other jobs? How can I normalize for you? How can I give the best fit jobs for you? What jobs will fit for you? And now that experience of personalization is very critical. Now, you can really take it on a website, you can take it on an SMS, or you can really do it on a conversational chatbot. Whatever the infrastructure you choose within our product, you can have that conversation, which is hyper-personalized for you. Now, we collect this data. In a a particular company, let's say a company has a 1,000 jobs per day, you probably will get like over 10,000 people looking at jobs in that particular company. Now, If you have 10,000 people coming in and looking for a job, now, how do you give recruiters a personalized experience? Because they cannot go through every person in the 10,000 people who are looking at jobs. So let's say the company has 10 recruiters. How can we give each recruiter which are the people they should talk immediately? Who are the people who are very interested? Who are the people who are the best fit? All by using AI. We use insights. We use dashboards, personalized dashboards, how their productivity can be improved and give that notion in the right format. Now, when we come to an employee, we constantly think about how can you evolve in this particular company? What is the next job you can take? Who are the other people you can bring into the company? What is your career path? What are the things you should learn? What are the skills you should gain? How can we really give that personalization and automation effectively? And to the manager. So how can the manager be more in tune with the overall, the talent acquisition process and the talent management process in a much more intuitive way?
0: And I'm glad you mentioned, well, not only talent acquisition, but the whole talent management process as well. So this is clearly the breadth of this platform that you guys have goes so deep and way beyond what normal, you know, recruitment, when you think of talent management, you just think of the, the relation between the recruiter and it could be an, an external recruiter or an, an internal recruiter for a company, right? And the employee kind of managing the recruiters managing sort of that relationship between the employee and the manager, but this is all encompassing. So it makes it, like you said, a very personalized experience that again, extends beyond the the talent acquisition. It goes into the onboarding and. And even the retention aspects of of it. So, did I read that right in how I described it in my own words?
1: <laughs> exactly. It's, it's all about personalizing for an individual for yeah. what they want to do. This uh, is what's the core theme of the product.
0: Fantastic. All right. The company mission and was, you know, speaking of candidates finding the right job fit and you know finding the right job, I mentioned this in my introduction. The company mission is a lofty one. Okay, to help. 1 billion people find the right job, find the right job. Where are you now in in the pursuit of that immense goal?
1: So we get over 400 million people use our product every year. We have over a million jobs sit on our product any day. So what happens is over 20,000 people get hired a year. 20, 20 million people get hired a year. So what happens is we constantly, but that doesn't mean every person who got a job is the right job. For us, right is not about just getting a job. It's about the job where you find you connect to the purpose of the company, what you're really working for. You can feel your full potential and you can evolve to the person you can be. And that's what we define as right. It's a journey. It's not a destination just for the sake of it. And that's where our core strength really comes in. We use this personalization to really make sure you can find the right job. But as you have so many people, you have to automate a lot of it. So there is something called as intelligence automation, which we constantly think about, which we really enable for all these people.
0: So we talk a lot about here on the show, uh, Mahe, about, about culture. We talk about leadership. Which really go hand in hand. I mean, you can't have a culture of high performance and high employee engagement if leaders are absent, right? So,
1: let's start with the culture at Phenom. How would you describe it? So, we call the culture at Phenom as not normal. We call it as n square. So, it's it's about like how can you be a bit different, but be compassionate for what you're really doing. So, to us, leadership is. Especially for me, I always really think about what is leadership. Leadership is nothing but ruthless compassion. You should be ruthless in delivering results, but you should be compassionate for the people you work for, work with in a much more thoughtful and effective way. That's what the culture exhibits.
0: That's great. And we're going to dive into a few examples of uh, how culture is demonstrated. So, Amahi, I do a lot of work with training. Leaders on values, like identifying, you know, organizational core values and then incorporating their shared values into the culture to help guide their daily decisions and interactions. So I want to ask you to walk us through Phenom's five values. I mean, they're outstanding by my book as a coach. And let's get a feel for how each of the five sets the bar for how people perform and how people behave. So I'm going to give you one at a time, right? So here we go. And then you can unpack each one. Okay. So value number one is positive thinking. So
1: we believe everything happens for a reason, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's how do you really look at the world in a much more positive way so that you can evolve as a person? Because nothing happens to screw you up. It happens because the toughest spots are the spots where you can learn the most important lessons of your life. Your crucial, critical moments of your life are always you're bouncing back from the deepest spots of who you are and really raising into who you want to be from that occasion. So being positive really enables you to do it. So that's one thing we always really look at. Every person, we start with a story when we're interviewing any person, and we'll try to understand how do they construct their story?
0: I love that. But it really puts people on the spot to kind of having to uh, mirror the value of, of uh, positive thinking. I mean, obviously, the, if you don't have a story to kind of uh, showcase how you've led your life in it with a positive mindset and have good examples of, of working with peers and colleagues, or you know, if you're in a leadership role, Having the, uh, this positive mindset, which really is positive thinking because thinking is going to guide your actions, right? It's like values thinking and it guides your actions. So I'm glad that you mentioned that even like on the front end of the, of an interview process, you're already sort of evaluating somebody by their stories and what, you know, what are they sharing about that? Cause that will give you a lot of information about whether this person really fits the culture or not through their storytelling.
1: Yeah, but one thing about like, uh, we don't think like negativity shouldn't exist is not the point. You can have some negative feelings. You can be skeptic, but don't be cynical. That's the most important, right? What we think about.
0: Good point. Good point. So the second value is responsibility, which, you know, it's responsibility seems like a, a no brainer, right? What does that
1: look like, a day to day athenum? So we always say be responsible like a mother to a kid for whatever you do. For the colleagues you work for, or if you're a leader, or the customer whom we really work with, the thing is, it's easy to be a great uncle. It's tough to be a good mother. So, and like, that's what is most important. It's not like, hey, I'll give you a bunch of chocolates and I'll give you a bunch of ice cream and make you happy for a moment. That's not what responsibility is. I nurture you throughout the process and I'm committed for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being responsible like a mother to a kid. That's a memorable tagline right there. So the third value is being confident.
1: What does that look like? So we're all good at only three or four things in our life. We all suck at 97% of our life. It doesn't matter who it is. So what three things are you good at? And then can you exhibit self-confidence for those three things? Then you can thrive in ambiguity. If you have a confusion about your own strengths, then... If you're exhibiting confidence for your weakness, it just bites in your ass. So how do you really think differently is most important? It's about like understanding your own strengths and be confident about them. That's what we constantly think about what confidence is all about. And that's what gives you a boldness to really face the world differently.
0: The next one I love and I teach on this and I consider it a true leadership strength as well as sort of a Having an entrepreneurial mindset, you can't have both without, here it is, curiosity.
1: Yep. So one thing about curiosity is it's all about, can you be a 12-year-old kid all your life? Question why, why, why. I have an 11-year-old and a, like a 7-year-old. A they constantly ask questions. And I have a 1-year-old who's actually don't ask yet. But the thing is, that questioning is what makes innovation possible. How can I really think differently? How can I I really look at the world differently? Gives you a scope to do different things. So our core innovation is because of the curiosity what we exhibit. I
0: love it. Okay. The last one is
1: intensity. Explain that one. So like one important thing about intensity is you can do everything, any positive value or any value you have, but if you don't have intensity, you won't deliver results intensity is not about how loud you are how much time you are spending it's about bringing your mind body emotions and thoughts to one single focal point whether it's work or raising kids or being with your spouse whatever it is if you can really bring all the energy towards one thing you will get like a lot more better results and that's where intensity really comes in
0: sticking with the theme of the culture at Phenum, you guys are, are big on diversity. In fact, I'll have my listeners know, Mahe has been voted in the past best CEO for diversity and best CEO for women. So we're going to find out why diversity is so important for Phenom and for Mahe, and we'll do it after a quick word from today's sponsor, Phenom. This episode of the Love and Action podcast is proudly sponsored by Phenum. HR leaders have never faced greater pressure to hire, retain, and develop the right people. As the world's most widely used AI-powered talent experience management platform, Phenom TXM personalizes and automates the talent journey for candidates, recruiters, employees, and hiring managers. Candidates benefit from AI-driven, hyper-personalized job recommendations. Recruiters save time so they can focus on building meaningful connections with talent. Employees are empowered to learn and evolve, and managers make stronger data-driven decisions to build their future teams. Phenom's TXM platform prioritizes experience at every level. More than 400 global enterprises, including over 50 Fortune 500 companies, depend on Phenom's technology as they compete for talent. Phenom is driven by purpose, the goal of helping a billion people find the right job and discover their true potential. Visit phenom.com to transform your HR experience with AI. Welcome back. Mahi, why
1: is diversity so important to you and for your company? So the one fundamental point of view right now where we are in the society is there is too much of bias and there is too much of negligence in the history of human life. Diversity is not a new concept or a component. It's about being a human in a much more authentic way. And that's what diversity is all about. The biases what we carried actually created a segmentation in the society. Can we really acknowledge it, create awareness, Create acceptance and really change the process is what we really believe in. And that makes the whole world a much more playing field for a lot of misacts humanity did for a lot of people, especially for women, especially for certain races and all that
0: stuff. I want to ask you really point blank this question of retaining uh, employees amid the great. This great resignation. What would you say are some of the biggest hurdles for retaining and attracting talent right now? Maybe you've seen that at your own company, but also, what would you say to anyone listening,
1: struggling to retain talent right now? See, there is one thing the remote work has really created a new challenge of retention because there is no physical proximity in terms of how we connect and how we rally as people. That is something the remote work gave like a lot of advantages of flexibility, but it gave some kind of issue there in terms of how we can rally together. So that's one area what people are really struggling in general about like uh, retention. But in general, retention right now is the great recognition is not about remote. It's about much more deeper problems. Like people were really thinking, am I really recognized in the company for the right reasons? Am I really connected to the purpose of the company? Do I believe the direction of the company? Do I have a participation in where the company is going and how I contribute to it? The clarity is missing. And if you really look at the demographics have changed, especially in the last five to 10 years. So because of these demographic changes, what happens is every particular set of generations have set of expectations. Clarity and clear communication, and being really thoughtful about like equality, is a primary concern in today's age. So retention really comes with those things really coming into the forefront, and how you really uh, acknowledge that and really connect with it makes retention more stronger and powerful.
0: I speak to a lot of executives. I interview a lot of executives. I coach a lot of executives. One of the things that That I want to acknowledge is that, you know, they are human beings, just like you and me. They're not perfect. They make mistakes. They fail. We tend to romanticize executives as these perfect hero figures, right? In the public eye, charismatic, larger than life, you know, having a commanding presence, but I'm seeing less. Of that these days, Mahe, and more of the humble type of, of executive that you know leads by example. They're they aren't seeking status or the glory of or trying to get attention. They they prefer to shine the spotlight on their people, not on themselves. So to me, this is the type of leader that is going to create loyalty, psychological safety, and trust, where now people are, people are going to work harder and that leads to a better performance, which now there's the cycle of you know, the business reason why, why we're, we're seeing that because it, it leads to bottom line impact. I mean, what are your
1: thoughts on that? So one of the things, one of the core value I was explaining about is about confidence. All good at only three things. So as a leader, you're only good at three things. So everybody has their own three strengths. So how you can really see your weaknesses are somebody's strength within your team and your vulnerability is what actually makes the other person really connect with you and be successful is a very important aspect in leadership. And how do you really bring people together in terms of really making sure as a team, we have like 40 very unique strengths and we all acknowledge and put our egos aside for a greater purpose is what, really makes a company successful and build a long-term company. Otherwise, like, it all becomes like, what is in it for me? And everybody's fighting for some share of money or fame or power rather than really going after what's the impact we can create for the society. So, well, you mentioned
0: that the majority of us have three core strengths. You want to share maybe what your
1: three strengths are? I'm a critical thinker uh, in whatever like I do. It doesn't mean I have the answers, but where can I find the answers if at all I really see them? So who else can help me or which book can help me or which podcast can help me? So, And then really frame my core concepts and then really go after it. That critical thinking is one of the areas of my core strengths. And the second one is I'm super positive. I have no enemies in my life and I never had and I will never will have. That is another core strength because of that. Like, I really look at the world in a much more positive sense rather than like what's in it for somebody else. And the third one is it's all about like delivering an impact. So, connecting to that purpose from my childhood and that is the happening which happened to me for whatever reason. That's also another core strength of mine, which is like I can connect to the purpose in a very effective way. I believe I'm born on this planet for this very reason. Okay. So, as we um, wind down here,
0: we bring back the theme of this show to drive home the point that caring leadership, the way that Mahe has been describing for the last, you know, 31 minutes here, uh, gets the best out of people and creates value and results and profit. So, Mahe, here's the question that we like to ask is how do we practically lead
1: with care and love day in and day out? So leadership is about like making decisions in an effective format so that the company or the organization you're really running in is going in the right direction with compassion and with ruthlessness. The ruthlessness is for the greater purpose. The compassion is for the care for the individual and the love for the individual. And always think you are a parent rather than you being a great uncle. A lot of leaders try to be good uncles, don't want to be a parent. And that's a very, very complicated narrative because it's easy to be a good uncle. It's very tough to be an average parent even because that is a core element of what I always really talk about. Like how could you really connect these dots in an effective format? K and love. All right, well, we're going
0: to bring it home with two questions. Before I do that, is there any question that, in your mind, I didn't ask and I should have asked that maybe you want to bring up? One thing I really think
1: about, as the COVID has really taken a new shape right now, the future of talent and the talent ecosystem is drastically changing. We believe the golden age of talent ecosystem is evolving. And it's, it's a great opportunity. And in this particular age, automation and personalization are going to be the forefront themes, so that people can find the right work for what they really want, what they deserve for, and how they want to evolve their own lives. And that, that, that's one theme which is going to be there for the next 20 years. That's great. And
0: I'm going to end with our traditional two questions. Personally, Amahi, what's really tugging at your heart? right now that you'd like us to know?
1: So our company is growing at the double digits numbers, like almost like hundred percent growth in every format. So we are constantly thinking about how can we evolve the culture and really bring the people connected to the purpose at the same level. And that's one thing I always think about, how we can really evolve as a company.
0: And finally, you get to bring us home your way with your closing remark or one takeaway to keep us inspired?
1: So success is all about two things, the smile on your face and the confidence you exhibit. And just keep smiling and be confident about what you're good at.
0: I appreciate that. It's been a great conversation. There's lots of gold nuggets in here that as I will listen to it again, I know I'm going to find all kinds of good stuff in there as I dig through this conversation. So my special thanks to Mahe By Reddit for joining us and to our sponsor, Phenom, for making this episode possible. Mahe, if people want to connect with you or find out more about the company,
1: where can they go? Uh, Phenom.com is uh, our website. And then we are doing an event next week, like uh, the Phenom AI Day, which is ai.phenom.com is another place where you can attend the event fantastic it's been a pleasure
0: it's been a blast hanging out with you and so glad that and i have learned so much from you as well so thank you for joining us on the show today thank you thanks a lot much building an inclusive workplace that truly puts employees first doesn't happen overnight to help employers get started the team at phenom created the definitive guide to diversity equity and inclusion for hr in this guide HR leaders and practitioners will learn how to build and implement creative and authentic D-E-N-I strategies that connect with employees. Check it out at phenom.com, click on the resources tab, and look for the diversity and inclusion guide. I'll be right back with my action item, as I always do, that one thing straight from this conversation that will help you become a better leader. You know, Mahe said something that I wholeheartedly believe in. He said to focus on your three strengths. I mean, we all have them. So if your strengths are, say, creativity, discipline, and patience, well, apply it to your work and daily life every day and apply it intentionally. In other words, focus on those strengths to carry out your best features so that you perform better. You know, even Gallup Research for the last 40 years – has shown that your performance is improved when you follow a strengths-based approach to working. So that wraps it up, folks. Thank you, Love & Action Tribe, for joining the conversation today. And hey, we're always looking for business sponsors to help us grow. If you're interested, reach me on my website, MarcelSchwantes.com, or find me on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it, subscribe, and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Doing so will help more people to find the podcast so we can keep spreading the love in action movement. Until next time, don't forget, the future of leadership is love in action. Believe it, practice it,
1: and be convinced.